Radio Maria England now presents The Lent People, presented by Monsignor Tony Rogers. Hello, this is Tony Rogers, and you're listening to the Lenten People for Radio Maria England. And this is the fifth programme in the series. And today we'll be looking at another person without a name. This is a man born blind, whom Jesus revealed himself to as the light of the world. So as usual, we'll begin with a prayer. God, our creator, show forth your mighty works in the midst of your people. Enlighten your church that we may know your Son as the true light of the world, and through our worship confess him as Christ and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, holy and mighty God, for ever and ever. Amen. So our reading today is taken from the ninth chapter of John's Gospel. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me. While it's day, night is coming when no one can work. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. When he'd said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. And then he went and washed and came back able to see. And the neighbours and those who'd seen him before as a beggar began to ask, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? And some were saying, it's he. And others were saying, no, but it's somebody like him. And he kept saying, I am the man. And they brought to the Pharisees the man who'd been formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. And then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he'd received his sight. And he said to them, he put mud on my eyes and then I washed and now I see. Well, some of the Pharisees said, this man isn't from God because he doesn't observe the Sabbath. But others said, well, how can a man who's a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, what do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. And he said, he's a prophet. And they answered him, you were born entirely in sins and you're trying to teach us. And they drove him out. And Jesus heard that they'd driven him out, but when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? 
And he answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. And Jesus said to him, You've seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who don't see may see, and those who do see may become blind. And some of the Pharisees near him heard this, and they said, Surely we're not blind, are we? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. Just a, a reminder, I'm Tony Rogers and I'm presenting The Lent People and you're listening to Radio Maria England. The blame game is something we live with all the time. Anything that goes wrong is somebody's fault. Coronavirus was claimed by some to be the fault of the Chinese government. Uh, how that could have ever been a fair conclusion. I shall never know. The blame game is one we play to get ourselves off the hook. It's the equivalent of children saying to their teacher, it wasn't me, miss, before they go on and add, it was so and so. What was strange about today's gospel was the notion that the man who was born blind was responsible for his blindness, that it must have been something he'd done. But how on earth could a newborn baby have done anything wrong before coming into the world? And that's why the disciples, I guess, needed the fallback option of it being his parents. The starting point was that blindness was somehow a form of punishment for somebody's misdeeds. Throughout history, this kind of criterion has been applied right down to the present day. It was true when AIDS first came on the scene. It's true now that there's a pandemic or any kind of life-threatening or debilitating illness, or even things like floods or forest fires. Because there are people who still suggest that it's God's way of punishing a wayward world. And we think of the extremes to which these bizarre conclusions are taken. Female babies killed because they're the wrong gender. Those born with physical disabilities or learning difficulties treated as second or third class citizens. But to counter all of this nonsense, 
we have Jesus saying one of the most beautiful things possible. He was born blind so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Isn't it fabulous that we are at long last learning in our society to take those words of Jesus on board? There's a regular public announcement on TV at the moment in which all sorts of individuals talk in, in bite-sized pieces, sound bites, and look forward to the end of the present pandemic. And among them is a, a man with cerebral palsy who simply reminds us that we are all people together. And what joy we can derive from the innocence of those who struggle to read or write. A lovely mum I knew years ago, the little boy with multiple disabilities, told me of one really difficult day in her life when she felt like giving up on him and just leaving him totally in the hands of the hospital staff where he was staying. Because from her perspective, there seemed to be no response whatever from him. She was making no headway and felt it would be best if she left him alone. And then a nurse just said to her, look at those eyes of his, they're filled with love. And the very words she needed to hear helped to change her whole perspective. The story of the man born blind brings us up sharply. Because Jesus points out that physical blindness is nothing compared with spiritual blindness. There's none so blind as those who see is an old phrase, which reminds us that whatever we can see physically doesn't necessarily mean we've understood the meaning of the real meaning of things going on around us. And the Pharisees, as was so often the case, failed or, or didn't want to see the good that Jesus had done in giving the man his sight. As far as they were concerned, because he'd done it on the Sabbath, he was breaking the law. He must be a sinner. and He couldn't possibly be from God. Pharisees were nothing if not sharp-sighted. They could spot at a mile every infringement of the Sabbath. They were convinced that Christ's miraculous powers had deeply sinister and evil origins. They just didn't want to see the good that was going on because it threatened their own sense of self-righteousness. Now we can say, hopefully with justification, that thank God, we're not in the same category as the Pharisees, that we are able to value and recognise good things happening around us, that we are able to give credit where credit is due, and that we can rejoice with those who benefit from generosity 
and kindness. But it doesn't mean that we're without our own blind spots. We can in practice be quite selective as to what we take on board from our Lord's teaching. We know that he's all forgiving, but we can so easily justify our own failure to forgive others because we feel that in this particular case at least there's an exception. The Dutch writer Corrie ten Boom in her memoir The Hiding Place tells a very moving story of the way in which her Christian family in Amsterdam during the Second World War had given shelter to several Jewish families. Eventually, the Jews and themselves were all rounded up by the Nazi authorities and sent to a concentration camp. Corrie survived, but her sister was executed. And after the war, she made it her business to go around speaking in German churches and halls, preaching a kind of gospel of forgiveness and reconciliation, because she believed that whatever horrors had taken place, people from the Allied and Axis powers needed to help build a new world together. Time and again, people would come up after a meeting and thank her for her courage and for her message of hope. One day, a man came and clasped her hand, thanked her for what she'd said, and Corrie looked at him, and suddenly she realised that he was the soldier that she had seen taking away her sister to be executed in the camp where they were interned. And Corrie described how that message of love that she had proclaimed was suddenly drained from her and replaced by a visceral hatred for the man whose hand was clasping hers. As time went on, she knew full well what she ought to do, but was unable on her own to forgive in him. So eventually she handed it over to the Lord in prayer, and she asked the Lord to work in her what she couldn't achieve on her own. So as we think of her, today let's turn to God in prayer. Lord, with all the best will in the world, with all our good intentions, with our knowledge of what you ask of us, with the words of the Lord's Prayer ringing in our ears about forgiving others just as we are forgiven, teach us to hand over our inadequacies, our helplessness, our failure to forgive, as we pray in your words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. So till next week, when we meet Lazarus, the last of our Lenten people, may God go with you in your day-to-day -day living. And may you know that you are enfolded at all times in his love. Thank you for joining Monsignor Tony Rogers with the Lent People. This show will be broadcast on Tuesday at 12.30am and 8pm, Wednesday at 5.30am and 2pm, and again on Thursday at 4pm, and on Saturday at 9.30pm. To hear this as a podcast, please visit www.radiomariaengland.uk and you'll find this and many other shows of ours and many other Radio Maria England programs under our Programs tab. Thank you for joining Radio Maria England.